The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I am Gail Saunders here with Chris Malley, and we are talking the prospect. Obviously, uh, we came came back from a nice long trip. Uh, how, are you refreshed, Chris? I mean, we, we did about thirty something hours of driving um, on the road to Alabama and back back to Philly. Um, have you recouped uh, energy after this trip? Honestly, uh, I was I still still. Uh, on cloud nine after that trip i was feeling good uh got right back to work uh the last couple of days been uh going to the gym too i really needed it after eating all the fried stuff down in uh the south surprisingly uh, you're not gonna believe me i weighed myself when i got back from the trip i was a pound lighter i don't know how that's possible with all we ate hand to god was a pound lighter i don't know how it's possible but i feel good man i mean i'm excited uh to recap the senior bowl and talk about some prospects You'd be, uh, you'd be, <laughs> you think I'm crazy, but I, I actually got a uh, barbecue the first day I got back just to, I, I couldn't just to see, the, see the difference of the taste. Obviously, I, Bama's I barbecue was on fire, uh, but hopefully this season uh, for the Talk to Prospect, hopefully we'll be on fire with the, the amount of prospects that we'll uh, hope to be bringing in. Um, you know, we were down there trying to get um, some prospects for y'all to, uh, talk to but um the for the first episode of talk to prospect this year we're just gonna really talk, talk about some of the guys that really wowed us down there or who we felt make you know made themselves some money because there are some guys down there that um going in we had some of our favorites but the other guys you know kind of popped um you know overall the experience of uh seeing the guys for yourself and i think that was the best part of the trip being able to just you know get your own eyes on them and, and see the guys that you really like. But, you know, some of the guys that popped, you know, you're just like, hey, man, I didn't expect you to pop, but here we are. Um, but, you know, going on your first um, player that popped and made some money out there with the QB position, uh, who's that guy for you? I mean, it's QB position. It was Malik Willis. Uh, for the most part, overall, with all the prospects, uh, everyone that I thought was going to perform really well performed really well. Uh, nothing really surprised me. Uh, I really liked this draft class going into it, and I was really excited to go to the Senior Bowl. So I spent a lot of time and effort uh, delving into this draft class. Malik Willis, 6'1", 225, uh, career 63% completion rate. Uh, he People are always looking at liberty, 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 but you got to remember this guy was a top prospect at at Auburn but they went with the guy that they love Bo Nix and then um, Malik went his own way went to Liberty and now he's being talked as a top 10 top 15 pick so it worked out for both of them and uh, Auburn it would have been interesting to see if they gave him more of a chance but it it all worked out but he got uh, selected as the best quarterback 
by uh, his defensive teammates at the down the Senior Bowl, and it was really impressive. I mean, the last two seasons, Malik had 48 touchdowns only to 18 interceptions. Uh, he was a little streaky this year, and he just really needed help. I mean, we talk about Liberty and the level that he was playing, but we also need to talk about the weapons that he had down there. Overall, though, Malik is really polished. He was a really impressive person off the field, and when he was on the field and he got hot— you saw the talent. There's a reason why the guy gets talked about in the top 10. Uh, he has an electric arm. His on-the-ground ability is incredible, and he really has a good pocket presence. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. And we saw Mike Tomlin and even Harry Roseman eyeing him down all week. <laughs> now, like you, I, I also had uh, Malik Willis as my uh, top QB down there, a guy who really just I was looking for him to – separate himself from the pack uh whether it be you know like you talk about the arm talent uh, you talk about the cannon that he, that he had um i thought he, he built a great rapport with his team over the week um down there i thought the team really rallied around him you could see you know he's a, he's a he's a soft-spoken guy but i felt like he still he carried himself um um pretty well down there um the thing i like about him his game i mean like he's he's mobile but he does you know he can get outside the pocket. You, you think about him just, you know, just letting it rip. Um, you know, we, we saw Mike Tomlin following him around. So I feel like uh, Pittsburgh might be on him. I, I think a lot of the QB t- hungry teams are going to be in on him. That's the thing about the whole, you know, stock of, uh, you know, after at the senior bowl, you know, you, you're, you're talking about him potentially going, you know, top, could, could be top 10 if a team falls in love with him. So I felt like, you know, uh, looking at Pete's comment here, how does he read the field compared to Jalen? Um, I, I think he, you know, a couple of times he was getting out of the pocket. I know some of the scouts were wanting to stay in there a little bit more, but just talk about the arm and being able to uh, make a defense defend the field. I feel like that's something you're not going to have to worry about. Um, but, you know, just you know, the, the speed, uh, 20.78 was probably the fastest, was the fastest time a QB ran once all year last year that was by kyler murray um malik willis ran 20.58 down at the senior bowl so that's really shows shows you um you know his quicks out there um but obviously um you know pickett was a uh a favorite of some and you know howell was a favorite of some and i think i think desmond ritter i thought he had a better game than he had during the practices, but I thought he came on during um, during the week. Um, but overall, Malik, it's Malik Willis for me. Um, yeah, uh, Pete, just to answer your comment, the whole thing with uh, Malik versus Jalen, it was, it was interesting because during uh, the Senior Bowl and prior, people were saying, oh, if you draft Malik Willis, are you getting against Jalen Hurts? That's not the case at all. I think Malik is superior on the ground to Jalen. I think he is way faster, way quicker, has better vision, and he's just as tough. And then people will talk about intangibles off the field as leadership. Malik is a leader. I mean, he won over both teams' locker rooms immediately down at the Senior Bowl. Everyone loved him. Uh, Jim Nagy talked about it, that Malik is a special person, so you have that too. Uh, Comparing arms, Malik's arm is 100 times better than Jalen's. The only thing that they both have in comparison is uh, working on getting through their reads. That being said, Malik, if he's a little late, he has an arm to get it there. 
Uh, whereas Jalen doesn't exactly have that. And there's a reason why Malik is being talked in the first round. And we were able to steal a guy like Jalen in the second round because people saw the intangibles. But there's a reason why a guy goes from a Heisman candidate to pick 53. And that's the difference between Malik. He has that Josh Allen presence when he's not the senior bowl where people saw the talent and were just wondering, can you develop it? Now, Pete also said, does he have a Mike Vick type arm? I'm hearing good things. He did record... Um... They were, you know, they were, I think the tech, the, I'm not, I'm trying to think of the, the um, equipment that you used to measure. He did break some records um, with his throwing ability on there. Malik has a cannon, man. He, yeah. he has a cannon. Like uh, he, he can throw 80 yards and it, it, he doesn't make it look that hard. He can throw and tight windows. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm moving on to our running back. It's, 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 it's funny. Uh, we both kind of had, had the same guy. I mean, you know, F- Ford was the guy that I was looking for him to pop. Um, but overall, like, you know, I, he had child down there. So, you know, I think things could have been on his mind, but um, I think a guy that we both can agree on uh, Mr. Pierce from Florida, he just, he was just the guy that just kept flashing all week. Um, you know, he's breaking off runs, spin moves. Um, it, and it's funny because, you know, I went back and watched a whole bunch of his film. Just to like, all right, what did I miss? Um, but he was he was definitely a level of consistency down there. Um, how are you feeling about Pierce? I, I like Pierce a lot. Uh, it was crazy because um, practice one, everyone was looking at Brian Robinson from Alabama because, like, Physically, he stood out. Brian Robinson looks like an NFL running back. Everyone knew he was coming from Alabama off of uh, the national championship game. And he looks solid, but we were waiting for people to really pop off. I mean, Devontae Price from uh, FIU, he looked really good and looked apart. But uh, the one guy that we really liked was Damian Pierce. Uh, Practice two, he could not be stopped. He was running probably... He was running over people in the rain. He was running for probably 40 yards, finishing runs, uh, catching everything. But the big thing with him is he's a three-down back. Pass protection was crazy. I mean, two of the biggest blocks were definitely him that week. And Brian Robinson, he lit up uh, Channing Tindall from uh, Georgia on Thursday. And everyone went crazy. Deuce Staley ran on the field in between the practice and started hitting Brian in the head because Brian – went helmet to helmet with uh, Tyndall and it was so loud. Like everyone turned around to make, to see what was going on. And Deuce was the craziest one going crazy. And Pete, unfortunately James Cook didn't make it. We were really excited to see him and uh, Jahan Dotson from Penn state. And they both didn't make it down there. But Cook, that being said, is a really solid prospect that would help this team. But Pierce looks really good, man. I mean, he can do it all. Uh, run the ball, catch the ball, blocking uh, 5.7 yards per carry. He's a solid running back from Florida. Now I thought, um, you know, overall, I mean, I thought some of the other running backs that did stand out. You talk about, um, well, I mean, I, I thought earned them some some money. Um, Abram Smith from Baylor, just to just to name a guy that that uh, you know surprised some. Um, it could be a day three guy that people, uh, you know, just a utility guy to come in there and uh, do it all. Um, but he was a guy that, um, you know, I was sitting with. Um, shout out to shout out, shout out to County Car- Carberg. She's the first. Uh, female scout in the NFL. I got a chance to sit down with her, and um, and she was just every time we had mentioned anything, anytime he did anything, she was totally geek. But uh, shout out to Connie, she she was pretty awesome. Um, here's a quick picture of her. Her claim to fame is finding Mark Gaston, though. So 
Now she uh, was pretty awesome. It was great to sit next to her um, and listen to her takes and her players and some of the guys she scouted. I know Abram was one of his players, her players, actually. Uh, going on to the uh, tight end position, again, we're, man, we're, we're in the same line of thinking here. You had Greg Dulcich. How are you feeling about him? This was a guy that was a late add to the Senior Bowl. People thought he had a lot of traits, and they wanted to see how he would do it against the competition. I mean, wow. Greg really won the show, and he probably went from a guy that was probably going to be like a 6th, 7th, maybe undrafted, to possibly being third round or higher pick. 6'3", 250. Uh, blocking, super violent. I mean, I don't want to make the comparison because this guy is an elite tier, but his effort... And the way he got open and just, like, the violence that he ran and blocked with, he had a little bit of, like, a George Kittle vibe when he was down there because everyone down there knew he looked like the best tight end. Uh, and that was with Jake Ferguson and, like, all these other guys that are standout, like, back-end first-round, early second-round pick tight ends down there from uh, big schools. I mean, like, Wisconsin, Coastal Carolina with Isaiah Likely and these guys. But Dolchitz looked really good. I mean... He was getting open early and often. He was a safety blanket for all the quarterbacks, like all three of them on each team. Um, size, body control, and he just looked the part. And he was really impressive in interviews, and everyone really uh, enjoyed his time on and off the field down there. So it's really nice to see a guy that, to go down there in a game like that in the spotlight and show out. I mean, the fact that you had all these other tight ends that were down there that were supposed to be, you know, the, you know, uh, be all to end all. You talk about, uh, you know, Trey McBride, Colorado State, you know, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, um, you know, Jer- Jeremy Rucker from Ohio, Ohio State. Um, I just, I've just felt like he really, you know, he was the dark horse. I know J- Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin was, he was, he was flashing all week making plays, but, uh, you know, I thought, you know, Greg really made himself some money this week. I, I felt like he was a guy that uh, stood out. Um, now, going to the offensive lineman, uh, I know, Chris, um, I'm not sure if you had one in your, your list, but um, Zion Johnson from uh, Boston College, a, a guy who was a transfer, uh, David's a transfer. Uh, the fact that he played before BC, he played center. I mean, he played uh, guard, tackle, left, left tackle and right tackle. You know, at, at the Senior Bowl, he's a guy that um, – was out there. They asked him to play center. He was out there taking snaps early. I thought he made himself some money in the fact that um, just the way, you know, there's a, there's, there's a couple linemen having problems with some of the interior guys, uh, defensive linemen. Um, you know, he's talking about Travis Jones beating people up. But uh, Zion Johnson was holding his own, man. So I feel like if you're looking for a guard to come in here, uh, give you some, you know, some versatility across the line. I mean, you know how we love versatility. I think Zion Johnson definitely made uh, himself some money. Yeah, Zion's a guy that was actually supposed to come out for the draft last year, and his junior year, he was like had all the talk about him, and he looked really bad. So he came back and said, "Hey, let me move inside and let's see what happens." And he was lights out this year for BC, and that helped him move all the way back up the board. I mean, some people were even talking about taking him in the second round because you got guys like Green, you got guys like Linderbaum, and then Zion really um, moved up the list there. So it would be really exciting. It's just really nice to see these guys that go in there and they're not the giant names, and then now. They solidify their stock after putting uh, really good tape on this in your year. 
Uh, now, now the funny thing is that uh, before the before the Senior Bowl, we both had like our favorite, like some of the favorite guys that we were going to look at. Uh, and when we got down there, our guys that we were trying to look at did not um, did not uh, leave us hanging out here. Um, your your wide receiver prospect that you were uh, super intrigued about. He's currently your Avi on Twitter. Who would that be? Christian Watson from North Dakota State. I mean, all year and even last year, I was hearing that this guy is like really special and don't focus on uh, the conference where he's from. I mean, I never do. I mean, look at what Cooper Cup is doing to the NFL right now. He sent all the records and a lot of people on draft Twitter wouldn't have drafted him just because of the school he came from. I mean, don't let the same mistake happen with Christian Watson, a true 6'4", 220 wide receiver. He's going to run in the 4'3s probably at the Combine. This guy can fly. Even if he doesn't run in the 4'3s, a 4'440 from a guy at 6'4", 220 is impressive. And this is an era where we don't really focus on the 40s anymore. Let me see it on the field. Let me see um, this guy actually play football. I don't care about the Underwear Olympics uh, out in Indy when these guys – it's not realistic. They don't have pads on. They don't have helmets on. Christian Watson went out there. Day one, balled out. He was the best wide receiver all week on the field. Rain or shine, didn't matter. Didn't matter who was covering him. And impressingly enough, uh, Kobe Bryant, he just won the Jim Thorpe Award for best defensive back last night. He was getting worked by Christian Watson all week. Christian Watson, I didn't see him drop a ball nearly the entire week. Um, if he did... It was either an overthrow, underthrow, something weird, but everyone was waiting to see how Christian Watson would do because everyone was talking about him all week. In the Senior Bowl, if Pickett throws a better ball, he's walking in for probably a 50-yard touchdown. Still, Christian Watson gets about two inches off the ground, makes an incredible catch, and not only that, smart enough to know that's NFL rules now, rolls up, gets up, and runs for about a 40-yard gain. I mean, Christian Watson's the real, the real deal. That guy, you can play him all over the place. Uh, they use him on jet sweeps. They throw him the ball deep. He can run any route, inside, outside. I mean, honestly, he reminds me of Cooper Cup a lot. He, he's just really smooth. He's quicker than fast, but he's just so versatile, and he's really savvy, and he's smart. Yeah, the thing about Christian Watson is uh, before we got the Senior Bowl, just watching a lot of his tape, it's just the fact that he, you know, like a, a big guy plays small. We talk about a small small guy playing big at the wide wide receiver position, but he he was shifty and elusive, and he was really like Chris said, really smooth with it. I thought Christian Watson from the get, like day one to day two to day three, very consistent. You know, getting up there, making making it easy for the quarterbacks out there. Again, like if he did get hit on that 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 route by Pickett, uh, he still would have been going. Um, I thought, uh, you know, I thought he I thought he definitely, you know, was a level of consistency. Um, for my guy that, um, you know, what round is watched? I'm, I'm sure he could go second round. He could go third to second. You know, depending. But I think if he tests well, it. it, it at the combine, hey man, everything's. He went up against SEC's players down there. He, you know, some of the top players down there. Again, talk about Kobe Bryant. I got video of him in the rain, just you know, going over and making a, a diving catch. So overall, he's he's just been level of consistency. Um, my guy that I was excited before coming to the Senior Bowl was Calvin Calvin Austin the third man. 
although he is a smaller target, um, very, very uh, elusive. Um, anytime he gets off the release, he's he's gone. Um, and that's the thing that stood out the most to me. A lot of the guys couldn't 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 cover him. Um, if you made the wrong turn, he's gone. Um, whether going deep, going short. Um, I know he had one drop in the in the game. Um, that was that was wasn't the best. But um, I mean, you can even you can even like go back and watch him against Sauce Gardner. Everyone keeps talking about Sauce Gardner. Watch the he, he drew a, a penalty uh, on Sauce Gardner because he was beat. So I mean, you're talking about a guy who's actually a track dude. So he can really if you're talking, looking for a guy that can do special teams. Um, he can do that. Check out the the punt return that he had had the, the football IQ to grab the, the ball against Mississippi State, takes it to the house to win the game. Um, but he, he definitely – he's a real track guy. And, uh, I mean, we talk about s- small guys playing big. He came up big in um, Mobile. Your, Chris, your second guy that you had. Oh, it's uh, Velas Jones Jr. from Tennessee. He honestly was so good down there. He was great in the game, uh, 5'11", 205. Uh, he's kind of like – he kind of reminds me of Robert Woods a little bit, little Van Jefferson. He he reminds me of how Van Jefferson was at the Senior Bowl. He's just this guy that's super steady in the slot. He can play a little outside too, but he's going to run the four four fours, maybe low four fives. Uh, unbelievable hands, uh, suddenness in his routes, uh, very quick. And the reason why I like him is he's someone that you can just put in the slot and – you know he's going to make you right if you're a quarterback. He's going to be where you want him to be. He's going to catch the ball, and he has burners to get loose after. He, very natural. I mean, SEC receiver, uh, he's been against the best of the best. He's a guy that he interviewed really well, who's really nice to meet, And but he's on the field. He's a killer. I mean, he's a guy that they put everyone on him. He went inside-outside, and you just saw him day after day after day, stacked wins. Everyone started really talking about him on Thursday, and then at the game he looked really good. Uh, I mean, him and Tolbert from South Alabama, they were like the two guys that everyone was really, really liking down there by the end of the week because Watson was the hype all week. Uh, You saw guys ball out, but uh, Jones Jr. and Tolbert, they were really good. Both guys that can play inside and outside, and they they just look like pros. You see it it, um, every single route. They take it very serious. They block, they get open, and they just make the quarterbacks right. Now my guys, uh, my next guy is Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. You know, a guy who, um, you know, he 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 made made himself some money in it the course of the week. He just, I felt like he got better and better. Talk about that third practice. He was making catches all over the field. Uh, you know, sprawled out uh, on a crosser. He saw him catch one in the back of the end zone, but he was consistently getting separation out there. I thought he, he did, did a great job. I think, you know, he's a guy that, um, if you're talking about a three level threat type of dude, you know, he can do the, he can do the dirty stuff. He can, he can, he can catch the screens, uh, go across the middle, get deep too. Um, I think, uh, he's going to surprise some folks. I definitely, I definitely felt like, uh, he definitely moved up around or so. So if you're looking for a mid round prospect, I think Khalil Shakir, could be a guy that um, could be a, a solid target. Now, moving right along, um, let's see. Who, do, who else do we have here? I think we had uh, we had some defenders here that um, flashed for you. Um, 
linebacker wise, who did you have? Uh, Damone Clark, man. I mean, LSU right here. In the spirit of uh, me and Coach O down there, I mean, Damone was someone that I was really interested to see. Uh, a legit 6'3", 245. When you see Damone on the field, his presence, I mean, it's incredible. Like, he's a guy that is uh, team captain. Um, he was the top American team linebacker voted by the offensive players down at the Senior Bowl. IQ, instincts. I mean, we're Eagles fans. We're dying, dying for a linebacker. And Moon is someone that you can put in the middle, and he's going to be calling out everything. He's going to be calling out what the offensive line's doing, what the receivers are doing, what the running backs are doing, what the tight ends are doing. He's so smart. You can tell that he takes uh, tape and uh, studying extremely serious. He was prepared all week. He could get people out of the backfield, uh, cover uh, tight ends, and he just looked good, man. I mean, LSU, they've been pumping out linebackers for decades, but especially the last, like, five, ten years. I mean, you got Devin White. You got all these guys. I mean, Jabril Cox, unfortunately, he's on the Cowboys. But uh, LSU, if you want to get linebackers, honestly, anyone on defense, that's where you go. And Damone Clark was really impressive. Now your other linebacker you had was Channing. Mr. Tindall. Yep, Channing Tindall from uh, National Champion uh georgia bulldogs uh 6'2 232 uh, really really violent hands i mean tindall's a guy that whenever people were coming up to him at the point of uh attack at scrimmage whether it was him blitzing or him going at their running back he was just hurting people whether he was like punching people and just getting and just throwing their shoulders back uh he was someone that when you saw him play you're like okay i understand why this guy was starting on such a historic uh georgia defense that people want all pieces of i mean speed angles uh recognition and reaction uh chain tindall is really uh impressive i mean all the linebackers down there I was really impressed by the group as a whole. A lot of these guys were getting uh, put through the ringer between Robert Salah's practices and um, Deuce Staley was actually running the practice, uh, not our boy Dan Campbell. And so it was really nice to see how aggressive these practices were and the linebackers really showed up. But those are two guys, both SEC guys, Georgia LSU, that really impressed me. Now moving towards the uh, defensive line, a guy that was a, was a, was – you know that was he was the one guy that I was that just I really needed to see up person up close and personal to see what he was to see if everything that I was seeing on tape was exactly what I thought it was going to be and uh, Jermaine Johnson he lit it up I think uh, he he was a guy that just was terrorizing practices like I felt like you know any lineman that got him one on one I I felt like they were just like concern for their stock uh, but i felt like jermaine johnson really just you know made himself like i was saying on our last podcast uh i thought he made himself probably six million extra dollars just by being there what he did he didn't even have to play the game didn't have to practice on day three because uh, I, I thought what he, whatever he put on tape was enough for people to see i thought he he had a plan you know a lot of a lot of a lot of def- defensive uh linemen some of them that are raw or whatever they feel like that it's sometimes it feels like they don't have a plan jermaine johnson has a plan of if, if you, you try to stop him he's got a counter or something so but i felt like um you talk about he's got that length he's he's got some twitch to him 
Um, he, he he's got some speed to him. He just looks the part, and he's got the he's got the full. Uh, he's got he checks all the boxes for me. So I feel like Jermaine Johnson is that dude, and now his stock is probably he's in the mid, uh, and he could be potentially gone by the time we pick. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson was my main guy, other than Christian Watson heading down here. Uh, I was talking to Gail a little bit before we headed down to the Senior Bowl, and I was like, make sure we're watching Jermaine Johnson when we're down there because Jermaine is the truth. I mean, I was watching him on Netflix three years ago when he was on Last Chance U, and he had, like, Georgia stuff on. I'm like, how's this kid already have Georgia stuff on if he's at here? I'm like, did he get kicked out of Georgia? I'm like, no. Like, he just needed to get his grades up. So he went to uh, Indy Independence for one year, uh, absolutely balled out. And then he ended up at Georgia, did really well. I mean, he was sharing stats of Ojolari, who's now a starter on the Giants. And they told me, hey, like, Jermaine, like, you can be on Georgia and be a part of of all the success we're having, or if you want to go to the transfer portal, like, you can go somewhere else, and you can be the solution. I mean, he went to Florida State last year and had 12 sacks. I mean, 265, 265, insane wingspan. I mean, when I was saying next to Jermaine, it was just so impressive to see just his size and the size of the guy. And um, very well-spoken, and it's really funny because – we're watching him go against Kennard from Kentucky, who didn't let up a single pressure the entire practice. And then on one-on-ones, Jermaine, I thought he killed him. Like, Kennard was literally upside down and, like, on his neck. And Jermaine was standing over him, like, talking. And everyone at the practice was like, wow, like, what just happened? And Jermaine ran him over. And Kennard very well could be a first-round uh, pick uh, this year. He'll probably be, like, a second-round pick. But Jermaine threw him into the ground. And Jermaine is being talked about as a top uh, 10 pick possibly now he's so impressive I mean some people even have been talking about him over some of the consensus uh edge rushers that have been talked about for the last couple of months I mean Karlaftis and these guys but Jermaine was really impressive and when we talk about him I was talking about his like arm his wingspan and everything it's like historic like he's like one of a few people that have the wingspan that he has and and then with all these pass rushers that were and defensive linemen that were so impressive the fact that he stood out that much just talks about how great he was this week and that he didn't even have to play in the game because his agents probably like listen you did enough go back on the bus take a nap <laughs> Uh, talking about another guy who did enough for me and, and I definitely, you know, like obviously there's, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know, one of the guys I'm, I'm there to see Jermaine Johnson, uh, but, uh, Boye Mafe, uh, a guy who, um, you know, really set the tone in the senior bowl game, you know, uh, during the week, I just felt like he, he definitely was flashing. Um, I felt like, you know, he, he's, he's got, a, he's got some tools, man. And I think, um, you know, when you listen to him interview and you speak and his mindset, uh, his story is, is kind of kind of like crazy. Like, you know, he's got a good, uh, strong background. Um, he talks about this trip that his, his, his family sent him um, on in, like in Africa when he was a younger kid um, that really just changed and, and made him grow up. And like, if, if you listen to him uh, in interviews, he, he's super impressive. Um, he comes from a, a family of uh, athletes. Sisters play rugby. Uh, his, his brother, cousins, are all, all like uh, dynamic athletes. But uh, overall, I think um, Boy Mafe definitely made himself some money. Um, he's on a lot of people's radars now. But I think he's a guy 
Um, hey man, he. I was thinking, you know, maybe he could be a mid mid round guy, but I feel like he he's past that part. I think he's he's uh, bolted himself up in the second, maybe low end of the first, if depending on how you see him. I mean, some people might have him there. I'm hoping that you can get him later, but I don't I don't feel like you get him later anymore. Yeah, he was really impressive. He was getting pressure all the time. I mean, he could have honestly had like six sacks in the senior bowl, and that's saying something because the offensive line group was impressive. But, yeah, Mafe looked really good. And I didn't write up – we didn't uh, post it up here, but uh, D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky, he was wreaking havoc. And uh, it was funny enough that I ended up standing next to his agent, and I just was talking randomly about D'Angelo, and he's like, oh, I'm actually his agent. So uh, shout-out to Mike, good guy. Hopefully he's warm <laughs> in Cali now because he was miserable out in the rain that one day because he's like, man, I live in L.A. Like, this is brutal. Yeah. Um, now, one of your other guys, uh, you had two Penn State guys. You want to uh, talk about the yep. guys that excited you the most there? Yeah, uh, Jesse Lucetta. I mean – I, I was hearing about him before we even headed down because my one friend was hang, always hung out with him back at Penn State when they were uh, there together. Uh, 6'3", 215. He's a linebacker, but they had him on the edge a lot. Team captain of the Penn State defense. I mean, that's really impressive. Penn State, uh, even though they're not butting into like national championships, every year their defense is unbelievable. I mean, we saw what Micah Parsons and all these guys did. I mean, right now they probably have like five, six guys that are going the first and second round uh for their defense but quick violent uh incredible center of gravity uh tons of moves that's why i really like lucetta um he was extremely violent whether it was uh speed the rush rush uh, i mean uh rush the power um speed the power like he was so impressive and his spin move was so violent he was uh outside spinning on people what's a little more rare because people don't have the quickness or athleticism to do it but when he was spinning on people he was clubbing them in the back just to knock them off balance and for his size to be able to knock uh, a guy like six eight like off balance it was really impressive and um to jump to the next guy uh, arnold evakiti uh, uh sorry if i'm butchering his name i mean another guy evakiti another guy from penn state six four two sixty a uh, little more size and weight to him he actually was on the temple owls and then he uh, transferred over to Penn State, and he continued his impressive uh, college tenure at Penn State that he started at Temple. I mean, super, super impressive. Uh, his bend is, is is amazing. And like Jermaine Johnson, he has uh, an 82-inch wingspan, and those two are like two of like a very small group of NFL players that have that wingspan, 82. It's like Brian Arakpo... Uh, and I'm forgetting the other two names, but when you see those guys on the field, they look like aliens. Cause like, they're like standing there, uh, before they get down in their stance or even at their stand up rushers and you see their arms by their sides and they're like almost touching like their shins. They have like the longest arms I've ever seen. And that's impressive though, because when they're going to the end, the edge and they're trying to get the lineman, whether when they're getting the point of attack, whether it's a rush, like speed option anything and they can identify they're just putting one arm out and they're holding an, an entire giant offensive lineman with that arm out and the lineman can't do anything because when you have an arm when you have arms that long and wingspan that long you can't do anything and it's really impressive because they're so strong too but arnold really arnold and lucetta were really impressive that entire week now i had uh you know i kingsley in i thought he was a guy that um 
you know he's he got the he got the motor but he he also plays with strength now he's not he's not a, a speedy speedy edge rusher dude but talk about uh relentless um he's a guy that wasn't really on my radar like i wasn't really checking for him hard like that um but when i got down there and saw the work he was putting in uh then going back and watching watching his tape man you you do see him come up big you know like they he, they got him uh you know running some stunts in there coming in wreaking havoc i think he's a guy that um he's just relentless i but the, his play strength is something that uh really stands out to me you know but i, I thought you know he made him <laughs> i thought he i thought he uh raised his stock you know i see him going like second round perhaps you you start to look at guys uh if you don't get one in, in the first, you know, guys that you can start looking at uh, and, and uh, you know, putting your pencil on. But I'm thinking, um, you know, another another guy that stood out to me, Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. Um, you know, they were saying that he, he outplayed his tape that he put out there this year, um, talking about the way he's used in this scheme down at the Senior Bowl really just showed his ability, um, sh- showed maybe he wasn't used correctly. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes it is a scheme that you play in, but uh, Winfrey was was a menace. Uh, some of these one on ones, like he was just uh, just wreaking havoc. And um, you know, in in the in the Senior Bowl, he was out there making some splash plays. Uh, what you got the MVP, uh, defensive MVP. Um, one other guy that I had that I want to speak on, Travis Jones out of UConn. Um, you know, you talk about UConn. Not a lot of people are watching UConn football. But down at the Senior Bowl, uh, everybody was had their eyes on Travis. I thought Travis, um, you know, he's a guy that was just he, – he was he, he, like – there's only a certain amount of guys that I was 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 seeing that was out there consistently uh, able to block him, and that was uh, Zion Johnson. Uh, but every, every – all those one-on-one – those one-on-ones, man, I felt bad for them linemen, man. Like some of them are getting uh, rocked. How, how do you feel about any of those two dudes? I mean, both and shot their stocks up way high. I mean, everyone was looking at these guys like Raymond, uh, Kennard, and they're all excited about the offensive linemen. They're like, oh, we got this guy, Raymond. He reminds me of Lane Johnson. He's gigantic. He started off as a tight end. And then you saw these defensive linemen get on the field, and you're like, these are some bad dudes, man. Like, these guys just met like a day ago, and from practice one, all of them are, like, dapping each other up, like, hitting their heads against each other, like, before the, the drills, and then they're just throwing these guys on the offensive line around, like, top guys, like, guys from, like, like Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, like, they're getting tossed around by all the defensive linemen, and the defensive linemen are, like, laughing at them, and they're like, yeah, like, this is, like, we don't care about you this week, this is our week, like, this is, this is how we get... Uh, invited to the combine because not all of us are because Winfrey he was a guy that people were pegging as lazy at Oklahoma at Oklahoma and then he leaves with the trophy after Saturday so he's a guy that shot way out the boards and Jones is really impressive but Winfrey every single rep he looked like the strongest person on the field he was just like manhandling people all over the place now uh you know uh there's a comment from um P said, "What do y'all th- th- think about Trayvon Walker from Georgia? Uh, he, he's the guy. He's, he's also violent. <laughs> he's got. Mm-hmm. I like his play strength. And that's. It's kind of like you're gonna start thinking about like if you don't get edge, 
early. I, mean, I think Trayvon's a guy that's going to go mid first. Um, you know, you have to start thinking about who, who are going to be your be- your backup plans if you don't get if you don't get if you don't get Jermaine. Who who are you looking at? You know, uh, you know, Jabo from uh, Michigan, Tray- Trayvon Walker. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Um, let's see. Going back to our we're coming down to the end. If you guys have questions, we'll start ripping them uh, off at the end. Um, your cornerback that you wanted to highlight, Chris. I was so impressed by all these guys. I mean, you had the Kobe Bryant down there and the guys that just won the Jim Thorpe Award for best corner. But the two guys I wanted to give more light on are two of the smaller school guys. I mean, Tariq the Freak Woolen, 6'4", 210. This guy walked on the field and everyone was like looking at him. They're like, is he a receiver? And I was like, no, he's a cornerback. This guy has legit 4'3 speed. 6'4". I mean... And you're like, oh, like, this guy has to be, like, a little uncoordinated, like, maybe, like, tight hips. No. He was going against everyone. And they, he was giving them fits because not only was he fast enough to keep up with them, he was smart enough to keep up with them. He had the technique. And his arms were so long that he would get hands-on early, mess with them. Like, he was, like, toying with people. That's how good he looked down there. And he would let them go a little bit. He would just be stride for stride because this guy's 6'4". His, it's, like, three yards was each each stride for him. And then the ball would come, and he would just put one hand in the air, catch the ball one-handed. And the receiver would, be like, on the ground. Like, a small dude would be on the ground. Miserable. And, yeah, Tariq's the funny guy, man. I mean, we were talking to him when we were at the photo shoot with Adam. And him and I were talking about the show uh, Peacemaker with John Cena, and it, it was funny. I was, it's it's cool to get like the human side of these guys, and it was funny though because I'm watching this guy just like moss people and make them miserable on the field, and then off the field he's a kid. And he's just like he's like everyone knows football's a serious game, but you gotta have fun with it. And another guy that's an absolute freak, and the guy that I was really hyped. Uh, the show Gale when we got down there was Fayetteville legend, legend, Joshua Williams. And 6'3", 205, this guy is a track star too. Uh, 10, 100 meter dasher, um, really good tackler and tremendous ball skills, loose hips. It was funny because Gale, uh, Connie, uh, Michelle, and I were all sitting in the stands at the Senior Bowl and all we saw all the uh, the noobs show up, and all these guys are just like Jay Will, Jay Will, just going crazy in the stands. And um, all of a sudden, Joshua Williams looks back, and it's all of his teammates uh, from Fayetteville State all drove out to go see him play. And we're sitting next to all of his teammates, and they start talking to Gale, and like they just talk about how much of a legend he is, and his versatility, and just like everything, man. He's just a ball player. But down in like North Carolina and all these areas, like. People talk about this guy like he's like a legend. Like he's just like this guy, just like he's like a myth down here. He's like four two, four three speed, like six three. It's like no one can, uh, no one has been able to beat him on routes. And you saw him this weekend. Like he was, he was great, man. I mean, Joshua Williams is really impressive, man. Him and Tariq Wallen, they just show you that like these guys from smaller schools. They're coming, man, and they're going to be value picks. If you get them in the right scheme, you coach them up a little bit, 
you have something. You have not even guys that are starters. You guys, guys with superstar potential because you can look around the league. You're not finding too many guys with the size, the speed, and the intangibles in between the ears to do what these guys can do. They're so impressive, so impressive. Yeah, and the two two guys that you picked are the two guys that were on my radar as well. Uh, Josh Williams, man, you talk about again. He's got the size. He's got the speed. Uh, you talk about real speed. You know, you ran, ran a ten six in the in the hundred. And I'm I'm, I'm asking his his teammates. I'm like, hey man, like, was he really this fast? Like, did he ever? They're like, nah. He won all. He won all every any any rep we're out here running. He always won. He and then most importantly, they're just you know his teammates that were there. Like you know, uh, one of the safeties that played with them, and then his quarterback was there. Just talk about the love that these guys have for him. Just said he's just literally the best dude. Very humble. Um, it goes about his business. Um, it just all business. Um, he, and he's a guy that was a. Not only was a track guy, but he it was just like wasn't on the radar of going to like the NFL. He wasn't thinking like I'm going to the NFL. He's like he was going to go to the army. Like he was already he had this like plan in place, and and here he is years later in the Senior Bowl. You're like you talk about his his career path, that potential career path that it could just uh, you know lead him to the NFL. But the fact that um. He's the only D2 player that was there, um, you know, an HBCU player there. Um, but he definitely, definitely, Sean, I think he's a guy that uh, could surprise some folks and go earlier than expected. Um, I mean, it, we're talking about size, freakish nature, you know, the, the size and the speed and all that together. Uh, Tariq, man, Tariq, man, Tariq is a former wide receiver. <laughs> so when the ball's up in the air, he's a guy that, you know, He's gonna go get the ball because he, he he's a former wide receiver. Uh, he he can play the ball in the air. Um, and and then he's for his size, dude, to be that twitchy. I went back and watched. You know, I'm watching his tape, but then because then I, I just want to see him as a wide receiver. So I'm watching all his like high school footage as a wide receiver. And there's some plays that you really saw that speed show up. I think what you ran like a. He ran 22 miles, and he got he ran one of the fastest so, times down something, there something on the crazy, zebra. Man. On the zebra, like people don't realize, like because they're like looking at that, they're like, oh, like that sounds really fast. Like that's like Tyreek Hill like stuff. Like these guys were moving on the field. Like Malik Willis is moving on the field. Like it's like when you see like it's hard to tell on TV, but when you're down there in the field and he runs by you. It's like, that dude is different. And there was a lot of the guys like that. Like, Tariq and Josh, like, as cornerbacks at that size, not many wide receivers are getting by them. And they had the speed to recover, too. And they had the arm length. Like, even if they, they're, like, a step behind, Tariq will just put his arm out and hold, hold bat the ball down. Like, it's a good joke to him. Like, he, he was very impressive. I, I'm really excited to see what happens with him. Now, Chris, I know that, um, you know, I'm not sure if I put that uh, card up there, but I know say, um, Pete was asking about safety prospects that was on your radar that was in. Uh... Yeah, Adam actually brought him up super early, Adam Gibbs in the chat. And I saw him, I saw the comment, but I was like, I, I'm like, I'll get to it. Uh, Jalen Peter from uh, Baylor. I mean, all the Baylor guys, they really bought out, but Jalen was so impressive. Uh, like six foot, six one, uh, 200. Uh, he played a lot of slot and box safety, little Malcolm Jenkins role when he was at Baylor, but so impressive. I mean, all 
academic All-American, first team Big 12, uh, super smart, loose, loose hip, versatile. He was really good. I mean, the whole week, he just kept standing out. He was a guy that just knew where to be, and then when he was there, he was doing his job. I mean, are you going to get beat sometimes? Sure. But every single time that maybe a completion was made on him, it was the offensive player making a play, whether it be Christian Watson, maybe Tolbert, maybe uh, Jones Jr. Uh, but Peter looks really good. I, I really could see him starting in our offense. I mean, our defense, uh, personally. Like, I could see him being like a second-round pick for the Eagles and a guy that can start day one. We have to see, still see what happens uh, with Harris and McLeod. And, um, but there's a lot of flux in there. I mean, Epps looked uh, pretty solid for us, to be honest. And um, we're really trying to wait to see what Kayvon Wallace can be. We haven't seen too much other than his uh, tackling prowess. As a coverage guy, he has uh, a lot more to be desired. But uh, P- uh, Peter from Baylor looked really good. I- I'd be glad to add him. It just shows you, like, all these guys that we're talking about from the Senior Bowl alone, like, I would be ha- more than happy drafting most of them. And people are like, oh, there couldn't have been that many guys down there. I mean, consensus the top 50 out of the top 100 were at the Senior Bowl this year. Look at how the NFL has been uh, moving towards that. I mean, look at these guys. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, Najee Harris, Debo Samuel. The list goes on. They're all Senior Bowl guys. And when they have that extra week with the NFL coaches, like Dan Campbell, Deuce Staley, Robert Salah, it means a lot and it speaks a lot because NFL guys get to see these guys before they get to the combine and they get to see them in a team atmosphere. And that really is why I trust drafting guys from the senior bowl because the evaluations, it's not just watching guys in Indianapolis at the combine. It's watching these guys all week interact all over the place. And I think about like, like um, going back to Jalen, you're talking about a guy who, you know, the league's all about, you know, versatility these days on the, on the back end. Like, can you play the slot if they need you? Um, you know, can you, can you play in the box? Can you play, you know, he, he's the guy that just showed up, made plays. I, I think you like his instincts. Uh, you know, he came up on a, a screen play in the senior bowl, uh, broke up, a broke up a screen, came down, made the tackle. You know, you talk about that physicality that he brings to the table, but you know, he was the national uh, safety of the week. So, you know, definitely, you know, he's a guy that stood out to, to, to many. I know there's there's a couple questions. That was our last player that we uh, went over. Um, talking about uh, Mr. Pete. He's talking about any solid line, eagle, solid linebackers eagle can look from rounds three to seven. I'm hoping, uh, you know, Chad Muma from Wyoming. He's a guy that, um, you know, I think, he what, he led uh, in tackles um, on the senior bowl. I um, believe actually. so. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a guy that um, you're ho- hoping that he, he's trying to f- follow uh, his the other Owen Wilson from uh, Wyoming. Uh, maybe follow his follows his footstep. But I definitely think Moma, you know, he could go, he I, lo- I love him in the, like the third. Um, just wondering if he does go in the third, third or fourth. You know, that that's where I would love him. But you're, you're not going to get him probably that late. Um, let's see. Any other questions here? Uh, we had, uh, speaking of rack shack says speaking of Penn state, which spot will brisker land? I mean, I love Jaquan brisker. I think that he's going to end up as a first round 
safety, and besides Kyle Hamilton, I think he's probably the second safety off the board. I mean, there's guys like McDuffie that people really like that might actually be better suited at safety than corner, uh, but... As a pure safety standpoint, I mean, it's Kyle Hamilton, who's not only the safety, he's like a generational stud that everyone's looking at. Uh, you have Hill from Michigan, and you have Jaquan Brisker. Hill didn't really have a good bowl game, neither did uh, Brisker, in a sense. But Brisker's my guy, personally, because I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be impossible. I think that he goes top five, hopefully sneaks by the Giants with their two picks, if he doesn't go top five, and... Uh, someone else, I'm, I just don't want him in the NFC East if we don't have him, because I think Kyle Hamilton is the guy. I think he is everything that the NFL wants their safety to be. But with Brisker, though, I think he's excellent. I mean, he can do it all. He's a super aggressive tackler, great in co- I mean, in man coverage, he's the best safety. Better than Hamilton, probably. Absolutely. But there's a lot of things with the versatility with Brisker that I think our defense needs because right now we're putting too much stress on certain groups because the lack of talent in areas. If you have a guy like Brisker out there, it would be a perfect addition. I really like Brisker, and he would be perfect in a tradeback scenario. Let's say you move back, you take someone to 15, move 16 back to like the 25 to 32 range, Brisker right there, add another pick or player, perfect value. Yeah, I'm always like, all right, if we can move back with that third pick, maybe get Brisker. Um or I mean, there, there's Daxton Hill from, from Michigan. If you're, you know, into that, we'll see. Um, but that I, I definitely think Brisker's late first could could move to the top of the second, depending on you know, depending if he tests how he tests the combine. You know, um, let's see any other questions here before we get out of here. Let's see. I think we're good, man. I think uh, this is our first talk to prospect. Obviously, if you're trying to nerd it out with the draft talk, this is what it's here for. Um, we're going to be starting up these interviews soon as we line them up. Chris, any uh, last words before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight and all week at the Senior Bowl. Uh, talking to a bunch of players right now, locking down all the interviews. They have an extremely busy schedule with their pro days and their uh, the combine coming up in less than a month. Uh, but we have a lot of big names coming on, man. I mean, we're really excited uh, with the group that we build up at, in uh, Mobile. And these guys are really excited to come on the show. I mean, I'm talking and laughing. Uh, and they're really ex- excited to get on there, man. I mean, we got guys that are going to be top 15 picks that are going to be coming on talk to the prospect and um, we're actually talking to another Eagles favorite I don't want to spoil it um I've been talking to him this week and trying to lock down his schedule because he has a bunch of stuff going on uh Super Bowl content but we have a lot of really big guests coming on so uh definitely tune in and definitely keep uh track of all of it because between the prospects and a special Eagles um vet guest that's coming on you guys are going to be excited but overall this is a really special group of guys. I'd be happy to have a lot of them. I mean, between the endorsements from the coaches down there, uh, what we saw, what now you guys are being relayed on NFL Network, ESPN, and all these guys, like, they're legit. And this is a draft that I'm really happy to have this much capital. And 
I want to see how free agency goes, see if what Howie throws money at, and then just build behind that with the draft picks. But the draft class is really special, man. I'm really excited to see what's going on with it. But overall, thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, this is the first episode of Talk to Prospect 2022. ton of player interviews coming out, and I'm always happy to answer you guys on Twitter, Facebook, anything. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll start. We'll start breaking down some of these mock drafts. Um, that'll be something we should be start doing because uh, they're they're coming out. Every everyone's got a mock draft, so we can start breaking some of those down and going 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 over some of those prospects that these draft analysts are picking to us. Uh, shout out to JC. But um, before we get out of here, he says uh, we need to go linebacker and defensive end this first round, and if we keep all three, safety is my third pick. Um, Again, man, this the whole linebacker talk in the first. I've I've pretty much taken that out of my thought process because I I just don't feel they 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 uh you know I, I just think don't they don't value them in the first. Um, and then talk about how our trenches are set up right now. I think it's a perfect opportunity to um what better way than bringing some 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 edge depth and some young guys that can come in here and, and just fight for a starting position. I mean, you really don't have to have them start right away but if we can get a dog in here that's really i mean you can even draft if you drafted two edges i wouldn't even care like i'd be like all right i'm cool um i'm definitely and i'm not not even opposed to uh drafting another wide receiver you know my guy is garrett wilson uh i mean uh hey garrett wilson right gary Wilson, yeah uh um i just feel like he if if he was on the table and Traylon Burks is a guy who's one of that big body dude. Hey, I could, I could be talked into that too. But like bringing another dog in here, if we don't go free agent wide receiver, I'm cool with that as well. Um, Chris, yeah, I mean overall, I I really do think that we should should trade back one of these picks. Uh, just a little, just back a little bit, and try to get some value. I mean. Also, there's always a trade-up idea to see if someone's sliding a little bit. I mean, dude, if Kyle Hamilton, for whatever reason, slides a little bit, you take him. <laughs> you, you, you move up you move up and take him. Because Atlanta, at the, at the eight spot, they need some stuff. I mean, throw in Andre Dillard or throw in something else, and you move up a little bit. Because why, why would you not move up when... A guy like that is falling. I mean, Derek Stingley. But uh, it's going to be really interesting because, like, you're looking at, at it every year and you're like, oh, there's no way this guy's going to fall to us. But you got to remember, there's only 14 picks in front of us. And we don't need offensive linemen like that, like the tackles at least. Because at least three or four tackles are going to go before us. It's going to be pushing guys back to us. And I saw someone earlier say, like, how do you feel about McDuffie or McCreary at 15 if Sauce and Stingley are gone? I mean, don't forget about Andrew Booth, man. Like, Andrew Booth at 15 is a steal. A lot of people, I, honestly, I, it's like when we were talking about um, our boy Sertain and Horn last year, you have Booth, you have Stingley, Sauce. and Stingley. you have Sauce this year. So you have three top corners this year, and it's going to be interesting. I, there's a lot of guys all around the place. The first round is going to be insane because we have three first-round picks. That being said, Howie is stressing himself out if he should trade any of those picks. So we'll see what happens. But let's just know this. With three first-round picks, it's really hard to mess it up this year. Can Howie do it? 
we've seen it before. But these, but with the guys in the top like fifteen thirty, he would have to be doing some JJ reach outside of three rounds mess up to pick the wrong person. Like even if you pick Brisker at nineteen, it would be a reach. But you're getting a starter. He's a starting player. That's what I'm saying. That's bad, quote-unquote, on value, but you're still getting a good player. So he'd have to mess up bad to mess up this draft with three picks. I, I think, th- I mean, you got three picks, right? So I, I really feel like, I, I said the same thing like a couple episodes. I'm like, with the value in the guys that I'm seeing, they're, they're, you're not going to get a bad player where we're selecting. I, I don't feel like, like, and then, you know, there's always the talk of Linderbaum being – being there like that would that would be a great pick but I, I feel like he's 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 getting some juice up he might 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 go earlier than 15 uh so i feel like uh i still feel like there's going to be a lot of quality of talent i keep hearing like you know people are like oh stingley we can we can get i don't this stingley's not falling us like if he failed us i would be super super shocked or or Hamilton, like like I'll see tweets out there, like if Kyle Hamilton. I don't think Kyle Hamilton's dropping. He's no. a unicorn. So There's I, no I way Hamilton, because not only is Hamilton the best safety, most people consider him the best player in the draft, like best player in the draft. Like not like not Thibodeau, not Hutchinson. Like Stingley is uh, not not Stingley. I mean Stingley was regarded as the best player in the draft the last two years, but injuries and like uh, not and opting out. Last year is why he's moved down a little bit, but Stingley's still Stingley. You know what I mean? Like, Devontae Smith is the only dude that I've seen do anything on Stingley for the most part, and it had to do with him reaching backwards, catching the ball one-handed to get it done. Like, and Devontae Smith's different, but Stingley's still, like, the guy. Like, he's he's been the guy since yeah. he was a freshman. Uh, now, now Pete's out here talking about Traylon Burks versus Garrett Wilson this year Yale. Like last year, PS2 first. Hey man, I, I I like both their games. Just like I like PS2 and Horn. I just had favored one over the other. Um, but Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, both. You're talking about two different styles of play. You know, Garrett Wilson's super smooth, explosive. He's he's just uh he can get separation. Traylon Burks, he's a big man that can run fast and just play big in the he, he play big in the slot if you want. He 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 could run for his size, and then you know for you guys who are on the Drake London train, that's another. He's another third option, but I I'm really um really gearing on these guys more so than Drake. Um, I, again, d- depending on what kind of wide receiver you want, opposite of Devontae Smith, I'm with that. I'm I'm with that idea. If you're gonna add picks to surround your quarterback at like playmakers, I'm I'm with that too. So. Pete says, "Who's going to be better, Burks or Wilson?" I, I mean, like my my whole thing is like your situation that you're the, the 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 wherever you're going, that's really what it matters. Like it's if you go to a bad scene, then you're not going to have a, a good rookie year. Like if you're used correctly, and you know what I mean. So it really, to me, it depends on where they go. So, Todd, there's no more USC receivers. See, that's the problem with the way Howie drafts is he takes these guys and it completely just, like, ruins your idea of, like, the players. But, I mean, I would take Michael Pittman right now. 
I mean, and people forget, Nelson Aguilar, without him, we don't win a Super Bowl. As brutal as a lot of his tenure was, Nelson Aguilar, nine catches and, what, like 80 yards in the Super Bowl, and he was great that year. I mean, it's just one of those things where you got to look at the player, not the school. It can be brutal. I mean, a lot of guys are down on Pac-12 guys. That being said, like, Keenan Allen, you're taking. Amon Ross St. Brown, the hottest wide receiver in the NFL at the end of the year as a rookie from USC. You're taking him. It's just one of those things where it. I don't blame you, Todd. Those scars last forever when you see some of the stuff that happens. I mean, if you say Stanford guy, that's a little different. I can't think of too many guys other than Doug Baldwin from Stanford. But USC, you got to keep it open because Drake London, he's a really good player. Hey, and we, we also talked to uh, – we got some intel from inside USC about Drake London, and they love him over there. He's not he's not who you might think he is. He's uh, They love him as a person. I love him as a player. I uh, watch a lot of Drake London, actually. Um, kick a ball. Contested catches. He scares some folks. But, hey, man, he's uh, – <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely can't just scout the helmet, man. You have to look at the player. Go watch the film. Come back to us and tell us how you feel after you watch the film. Uh, but yeah, man, this is this is pretty much you know first episode of Talk the Prospect. Just want to get our players that we talked about at the senior uh, that we that flashed at the Senior Bowl, guys that we wanted to show love to, uh, and then we'll start getting going on some of these prospects. Some of these uh, Talk the Prospects will be interviews. Some of them will be straight up. Uh, just the uh, player profiles that we want to really just talk about the player. Um, but for me and Chris, we will see you guys soon. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly.